Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Ask the Coach, episode 75, where we answer your table tennis questions. Today, Alice talks about Portugal's potential to rise up the world rankings. We discuss changing your equipment to get better control, how to get started with multi-ball, how to get your opponent to return the ball to your forehand when you're serving, and how to improve playing against those wide balls. As always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Good morning, Jeffrey, and uh, hope uh, everyone has a great day today. Yes, indeed. Yep. So um, this is actually our last show for the week. Um, you're uh, working tomorrow morning, so we better make this a good show, Alois. Yeah, better do that, yes. Give them plenty to, to, to go on with for the weekend. Indeed. And um, first of all, um, I think you are going to talk about yesterday's Ping Skills question of the day, which is, where will Portugal be ranked at the end of 2015? What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so they're currently ranked number five, and it's been, it's been a really... Uh, Big rise up uh, for Portugal. Never, never been that high in the world. Uh, so, uh, so it's been obviously a really good development program over a long time. You know, I think the first, the first player to emerge um, quite a few years ago was Apollonia. Um, so now he's ranked number eighteen in the world. Um, Marcos Freitas, number ten in the world. Um, but the the really exciting part is they've got also got a couple of young. Uh, players coming through. So just checking my notes. So Joe Geraldo, uh, now currently number 162 in the world um, in the men's, but over the last few months has had some huge wins. So he's beaten uh, Stefan Fegarel, um, he's beaten Chen Qianan from uh, Chinese Taipei, but then uh, the Q8 Open um, just had a, a probably a breakout win against uh, Kadri Aruna. Um, as well, so um, so yeah, he's that is impressive. Yeah, so really exciting prospect um, for uh, for Portugal, and you know certainly um, you know, that progress takes a little bit of time, obviously, but um, there's obviously a lot of potential there. And I think um, their top two players will keep improving, and then um, um, Montero as well. You know, he's what uh, 41 in the world, so yeah, just just you know really good. Um, group of um, players to, that are going to keep getting them up. I think maybe number three. Number the three. End. That's pretty impressive. So um, yeah, let's let's see, Alois. Um, yeah, the juniors coming up may take a bit longer to progress, but who knows? There's some great wins that they're having there. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, you talk about the development program that's taking a long time. I also read somewhere about the effect when you have like this. One player suddenly break through and become, you know, a top player in the world. That you know, ten years later, that player's effect can be um, pretty dramatic because he's inspired a lot of kids who then work their way through the system and ten years later become a real powerhouse. Um, I don't know how often that happens, but it kind of makes sense to me that that would happen. Yeah, and it certainly seems to be that way. Like Apollonia, it was probably. Oh, I haven't got many facts in front of me, but yeah, it's probably at least ten years ago, probably around ten years ago, that he he started to uh, to you know have some have some exciting wins. So uh, yeah, I think uh, this is now um, 
a good group they've got and the next generation, who knows what they've got there as well. Yes, well, let's see. Let's keep an eye on Portugal in 2015. All right, that brings us on to the Pink Skills question for today, Alois, which is, have you played in a tournament? And if so, what were your experiences at your first tournament? So, yeah, we have a lot of people who haven't been to a tournament, a lot of ping skillers. So if you have, just to remember back um, and write down your experiences for us. So go to pingskills.com, click on the blog link, and you'll find this show and leave a comment there. We'd love to hear your thoughts about your first tournament. And if you've never been to one, let us know that too. We'd be interested. Okay. All right, Alois. Abdul is watching the show again. Hello, Abdul. And he said, how can you do the spinniest serve so people can't return it, Alois? Ah, well, there is no such thing. Uh, <clears throat> so any serve that you do, the player's going to be able to get used to it. But um, what you need to focus on is just generating as much spin as you possibly can and then starting to think about um, where you're placing the, the serve and then also starting to think about the deception of the serve. So making it difficult for your opponent to tell what type of serve you're doing. So then you've got to keep changing up your serve, um, keep giving them uh, slight variations and then you'll get an effective serve. So yeah, they're the, they're the keys there. Okay, great, Alois. Now what are the, the, just quickly, the basic principles for generating a lot of spin on your serve? Yeah, so there's two really critical things. The first one is getting a brushing contact on the ball and then so that the ball starts to spin. And then the second one is to get a faster contact. So if you can spin that ball fast or brush that ball faster, the ball will spin faster as well. So they're, they're the real critical things. And in Serving Secrets, we've covered that um, quite comprehensively and we'll show you ways to generate more spin. Excellent. All right. Thanks for the question, Abdul. All right. Now, Brock, good morning, Brock. He's uh, on the show and asked a question. He says, how can I block a low heavy backspin? Would a backhand push be a good idea or do you have any other thoughts? Yeah, no, pushing is probably a, a, a good start when you're returning the heavy backspin. Um, you know, you need to alter the angle of your racket to, to get that ball back. If the ball comes long, then you can think about making a top spin. And we've got a, um, lessons on both the push and the top spin against backspin. And that's a really effective stroke that you need to also start to develop uh, in your arsenal so that you um, you can start to convert the, the passive into the attacking in the rally. Excellent. All right. Hopefully that helps you out, Brock. Now, it's only Rota has asked the question. Alois, they're all on today. Good to see um, the question is, which table tennis brand do you think is the best? Aha, good question. There is no brand that is better than the others. Um, it's um, every every brand or the, the top brands have um, a range of equipment and a whole range of different types of equipment. So it's just a matter of finding something that suits you. Um, you know, there's, there's so many brands out there. There's so many products that each brand makes nowadays. Poor, it's a nightmare trying to find, um, find uh, you know, something that you, that you want to stick with. But, um, yeah, all the brands are basically the same. And, you know, some of the manufacturers use the same factories as well. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for jumping on and asking the question. Um, 
and hopefully that helps you out. If you are stuck uh, wondering what bat's good for you, we do have a video to help you out called How to Choose a Table Tennis Bat, so I'll put that in the show notes for you. All right, now another question from Abdul Alois, which is how do you practice to not miss shots in sessions and how do you lower your fear when playing in tournaments and how do you do a backhand like the pros? Right. So, um, yeah, the the thing with um, developing confidence with your stroke is getting consistency with it. So in practice, make sure you just hit a lot of balls and try to get them on the table. If you do that, then you'll start to um, develop confidence in the stroke and then you'll be able to start to hit the ball faster. That will then translate into a match situation and you'll start to be able to play uh, better, stronger strokes in the matches as well. But like everything, it all starts with how much practice you do and how well you practice those strokes to start off with. Yeah, and I guess it's kind of um, the way to learn is to learn the basics first and build on those. Um, one of my sons is going to school at the moment and with maths they sort of say the same thing. You need to make sure you, you know your multiplication tables in your head instantly and if you do that, then progressing to the next maths is the next level of maths is going to be easier because all those times you need the multiplication, you don't even need to think about it. And I guess with table tennis, it's kind of the same, Alois. When you can develop, you know, the consistency on your strokes, then you've got that basic level. And then when you try and play faster and put more topspin on the ball and just advance your next stroke, that becomes easier because you've developed the basics. Yeah, and and that's uh, that's a really good analogy. Um, yeah, developing the basics is so important, and that's why we we stress it so much at uh, at Ping Skills. You know, get those right, get the confidence in what you're doing, and then you'll just develop um, that the ability in a match situation as well. Great. All right. So practice that, Abdul. We've got um, a consistency chart on our website as a free download. So again, I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. So download that consistency chart. And then try and work on seeing how many um, you know shots you can get on in a row, and hopefully that will help you out. All right, good luck, Abdul. All right, um, now Alois, we have a question from Tam who says, "Hi, Alois, I'm left-handed and I'm having trouble with hitting wide shots. Is there a way I can improve this?" Yeah. So, um, Tam, the the key is your movement. So. It's easy if the ball's coming to you in, into the spot where you want it to hit your strokes because that's where you do a lot of your practice. But then the next level is to make sure that you are able to move across um, to a ball and then play that same stroke. If you're trying to learn a stroke from here and then a stroke from there, it's just too difficult. So learn the one stroke and, and improve your movement. So if you can improve your movement, then you only have to learn um, one or two strokes. So you're playing a backhand from here, you move across, and then you play a backhand from there as well. So that's the, that's the key. It's a real key is just improving the way that you move and the efficiency of your movement. So starting with a really low base, um, bending your knees, getting down nice and low so that you um, are able to move um, and have a low, lower centre of gravity um, is what you really need to start with. So, uh, so take a look at our... Um, Lesson on the basic stance and, and basic footwork, and you'll you'll see where, um, how to start there. Then it's a matter of 
practicing that movement over and over and over so that you uh, can get to the balls uh, more efficiently. Mm, interesting. And uh, if you want some role models, take a look at any of the top Chinese and the way they play. Their footwork is incredible. They always get into a really good position, and that way they are just playing the same stroke like Alois told talked about uh, every time. Um, good luck with that, Tan. Okay, now Ilya has said, I use the pendulum serve and the reverse pendulum serve in when I play. I'm also a very forehand-oriented player, and my rivals often return the balls to my backhand side to force me to pivot. How can I enforce the service return to my forehand? Yeah. Um, again, this is a difficult one because it's... Um, as you start to play more advanced players, it doesn't matter what type of spin you put on the ball, um, they're not going to just let the uh, ball run off their bat to where the spin's taking it. They're going to be able to adjust their angle. So what you need to do is have um, a little bit more uh, variation with your serve and also think about where you're serving it to. So in general, players are going to hit the ball cross-court. So if I want the ball... Okay, I'm a left-hander. If I want the ball to come back to my forehand, I'm going to serve more balls down um, close to their, the right-hander's backhand, so that they play cross to my uh, cross to my forehand. Um, but again, you have to always keep them moving. You have to always keep them guessing and always changing up the spin so that they can't just control um, where they want to hit the ball easily. So variation is the key, and then thinking about the placement as well. Um, so that uh, they're hitting cross-court to you more often. Excellent. All right, we'll give those ideas a try, Ilya, and see if you can get some more balls coming to your forehand. But as Alice said, as you get against those better players, they're going to be able to control that. So you still need to be able to develop um, you know, your backhand or your pivot stroke. But those ideas can, can work. So give them a go and let us know how it turns out. All right, Abdullah says, is there a certain technique to multi-ball? My brother and I have tried it, but it ends up making a very awkward arc. Could you please help us? Yeah. So multi-ball, like anything else, is practice. Um, so it's best if you bounce the ball on the table first and then hit it. So grab a few balls in your hand, drop one, and hit it over the net. So then it becomes just like you're doing a small forehand stroke uh, when you're feeding the multi-ball. So it's bounce and hit, bounce and hit. Um, sometimes you will find that you know the ball goes up higher or into the net and you'll make mistakes, but um, it's just a matter of developing that touch and that um, control um, to start to place the ball where you want to with that action. It, you'll find, uh, to start off with, it can be quite awkward because you're not used to bouncing the ball and hitting it. Um, you know, whenever we serve, we just hit it um, straight away off our um, off the hand. So bouncing it and hitting it is a new um, action, um, but with a bit of practice, you'll start to get it pretty well. Yeah, and it's great that you've tried this, Abdullah. So just keep going with it. The more you practice, the better you'll get, and then... The better you get at the multi-ball, the more effective it's going to be um, for your brother. And so just keep working at it. Um, we do have a series on multi-ball. Um, some of those lessons are premium, but there's a couple of free ones there. So 
check out the multi-ball lessons. I'll put a link in the show notes. Keep working on it, Abdullah. Good stuff. All right. Now, Dakota has asked a question, Alo. She says, I have been thinking of looking for more control in my game. Should I simply drop my thickness from max down to maybe 1.8 and keep using Vega Pro or try a different slower rubber that has better control but use max to retain spin? Yeah, um, so either way is acceptable. Um, I would just favour just decreasing the thickness of the rubber that you're using. Um, it'll be less of a change. So, you know, with the different rubbers, they've got a little bit different grip and feel and that sort of thing. So, um, if you, I, I'd say just go down to a 1.8 um, thickness of the Vega Pro. That way, you've got the feel of, you know, the, the throw angle and, and that sort of thing with the, with the rubber. Um, but the, the thinner rubber will give you better control. So, the thicker rubber is faster, the thinner rubber will be a little bit slower. And um, allow you to control the ball a little bit better. I would do that first. Um, if that doesn't work for you, then you could always try um, using a slower rubber. Um, you know, so um, um, yeah, just find something that's a little bit slower on the ratings and uh, and try that. Okay. All right. Good luck with your decision, Dakota. Um, yeah. So in general, that's I think that's a good idea if you feel you don't have the control to try something a bit more that'll give you a bit more control because as we talked about before, it's important to get those basics right and if your bat's too fast for you, it's going to be difficult to do that. So good move, Dakota. All right, Alois, Brock has asked another question. He says, how can I improve my table tennis reflexes? Ah, interesting one. Yeah, so um, wrestling can be... No, 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 Brock. Often multi-ball is good. Um, so if you um, get someone to feed the ball out quite fast to you, um, then you'll start to get better with your reflexes. Reflexes is a lot about being comfortable with the speed um, and also watching the ball carefully. If you watch the ball carefully, you're going to get that information of where the ball is just that little bit earlier. Um, and then by being comfortable and relaxed with that speed, you'll be able to react a little bit quicker. So often, if the ball's coming really fast at us, the first thing is to do that and to, and to tighten up and tense up. Um, so, yeah, just try to relax. Um, get, get lots of practice against balls that are coming faster to you. You could also then get someone to block to you um, a little bit faster if you've got um, a practice partner that is um, able to do that for you. That's probably a better way because then you're tracking the ball all the way as well. Yeah, interesting. Good good points there. Yeah, the one that resonates with me there is watching the ball. I think a lot of people think it's about, you know, reacting faster, but I think when you watch the ball, you actually see things earlier, so you give yourself more time, so then you appear to be reacting faster, but you actually got more time because you know where the ball's coming earlier, so watch the ball closely. All right, Alois. Well, um, I think that pretty much wraps up the show. Brock does want us to upload a serious match between us two. Um, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Sorry, Brock. But thank you, everyone, for your questions. It's been a really good show. Uh, the last one for the week. We're not here tomorrow, but we'll be back on Monday, so look out for that show. And thank you, Alois.
All right. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, yeah, have a good uh, few days, Ping Skillers. And uh, let us know if you've got any questions on the Ask the Coach um, section of the of the site. And plenty of table tennis this weekend. Yes, indeed. Enjoy your table tennis, everyone. Have a great weekend. Make sure you visit pingskills.com lots of times and sign up for our free newsletter. Catch us later.